You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review, it's the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies, quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Oh yeah, Bleak and Review, Quarantine Quickie number four, coming at you on a Tuesday, what? That's crazy, that's madness, and it shan't be allowed. Yeah, um, we're, doing, we're, doing, uh, we're doing more episodes now. This is to celebrate the, finally, the launch of the Bleak and Review Patreon, which I put out today, probably. I set it up yesterday when I'm recording this right now, so I, unless I have a huge change of heart and delete the account, it's going to be out. That's going to be a thing. It's uh, this, this is Kevin Anderson, by the way. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. This one's going out for free to everybody, but the Tuesday episodes are going to be behind the paywall going forward, I believe. And I'm glad that you're checking it out, regardless of if it's free or if you're on the Patreon right now. Hello. This is a thing that I've been thinking about doing for the better part of a calendar year. Had some ideas in the early months of this year, and then we were all confined to our homes, and I guess that's when I actually get shit done. So (laughs) here it is, finally, back against the wall. I have created a Patreon. I'll have more information on the actual Patreon itself about the kind of content you can expect to find there, but for now... I'll just say extra episodes of these things, which I'm going to be doing some more guests and not just me being insane, uh, as you'll see on this episode, and uh, music stuff and suggestions for things, and I don't know, more, more, more stuff will be coming. This is very much in the baby stages, and you won't have to actually pay until May, so I, I consider, I'd consider signing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did it. I did, I did a thing. I realize in retrospect that a lot of everything that I've ever had accomplished in my life, I've done when my back's been completely against the wall. I think that's like the only way I know how to function productively. Um, Like my whole, the whole reason that I moved to LA in the first place is because after I graduated college, my parents were like, all right, you can move back in for one month, but then you have to we don't care where you live, Sacramento, San Jose, or if you're going to do this Hollywood thing, but uh, you have one month and you have to move out and go do something. I was like, well, I guess if I'm going to do anything, it's going to be the the thing I've been talking about. <laughs> and I'm glad I did, even though that was, what a, what a wild time. I remember when I first moved to LA, I found a place on Craigslist where I was renting a room in a house in East Los Angeles area for, I don't know, 650 bucks a month or something like that. Pretty good for how big my room was, had my own bathroom and stuff, which I've never had since. (laughs) Didn't know the luxury. But then there's the thing of moving in to a house with a bunch of strangers. It's different when you're like in an apartment complex and everyone like is in their apartment. But you're like, oh no, we all share the same sink and we don't know each other and nothing other than us needing a place to live for pretty affordable has pushed our lives together like this. (laughs) Although I will say I have a good, had a, I've had a good roll of the die as it were when it comes to 
randomized roommates. Like most of the people I've randomly lived with in that house were decent people. Uh, there was the uh, ex army vet who was distar- discharged for PTSD or suicide attempt or something like that, who liked video games and was incredibly horny all the time. <laughs> uh, nice guy. Uh, very, very vocal about how horny he was like, man, I got to get laid. And I'm like, all right, dude, fuck. Yeah. P- pussy. Right. <laughs> uh, we played a lot of video games together And then there was this guy who lived in the closet of the house because that was made into the cheap room. I think it was only like three or 400 a month. It should not have been a bedroom. It was pretty much a walk-in closet. He was like some 20-year-old dude who was like played guitar and and stuff fresh out of of high school or college or something. Then there was the uh, Instagram model. Uh, There was the... Woman who I think was a sex worker, never got it confirmed because she was never in her room, but she she did rent the closet before the other guy rented the closet. And she pretty much used it as a storage space, I think, because she was never home. She would travel a lot. But rumor around the house was that she would participate in sex for money. And you know what? If she was able to afford that and, you know, have a pretty comfortable life, Godspeed. That's what's up. I respect the hustle. I would never do it personally because I have too much uh, internalized shame about just being a sexual being in the first place to monetize it. I can barely monetize this. I'm not going to pull my dick out on the Patreon, I'll tell you that. And then who else lived there? Um, well, my buddy, this guy, Nizar, who I ended up moving to my next apartment with, which was a real apartment. He's cool. He's an entrepreneur from New Jersey. Uh, A few years after we met each other, he moved back there and got married and this probably just has like a great American life now. Shout out to you, Nazar, if you're listening. Good dude, good dude. I do remember one night he, we were out drinking in in Santa Monica or something and he jumped up and tried to do chin-ups on a street street sign or a street lamp and cut his hands up really bad. (laughs) Solid dude, I love him. So, yeah, Bleak and Review Quarantine Quickies. I'm going to edit out that part where I took a drink because nobody wants to hear mouth noises. Went to the store today. Uh, we talked a little bit about this more with my upcoming guest, Ian Ager, but it's interesting. It's an interesting situation at my at least my local grocery stores now because uh, they're not, like, out of control chaotic anymore. Like, they're not limiting how many people can be inside or anything like that. But everyone, like, they they're just kind of feel like regular grocery stores again, except everyone's wearing masks and certain items are completely gone. Like, we'll, like we'll talk about, because this is being recorded out of order, of course. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me. Like, there's still no toilet paper ever at any of the grocery stores I've been to in the last three weeks or four weeks. God, time means nothing now. I literally have no idea what time it is at any given time. All I know is darkness and light. That's the only kinds of times I can recognize. Like, oh, this is uh, daytime and this is nighttime. And sometimes it's raining time and sometimes it's sunny time. But I, I find it fascinating that even though everyone did the mad, like everyone did the mad dash for toilet paper, right? Everyone stocked up, got years of supplies, whatever, cleaned out all the stores. And, uh, you know, that was a big concern at the beginning, like when this was first an emergency. And then 
now everything's kind of returned to normal, but there's still no toilet paper, which is fascinating. I don't know how often they restock from like their suppliers, you know, the trucks and whatnot, but I can't help but wonder if there's like, and this is a great hustle that I would do probably in that situation, but it's like, are there people that are doing uh, deliveries and stuff for Ralph's that are like letting you like, unless they're like, like, I feel like there's, there's some inside trading going on. I'm like, all right, you got to be at the store at exactly this time. Cause that's when the truck's going to unload all the new toilet paper. And like, you want to get there before anyone else does. And like, by the time I get there at like noon, it's just all gone. <laughs> I mean, I still have some, but I'm always just like, Hey, if I see it, I'm going to pick it up just because then I won't have to pick it up later. But it's never been there. There's never been a single roll since I since the I have not seen a roll of toilet paper in the wild since this pandemic has uh, kicked off. So that's just interesting to me. And before we get into the meat of this episode, which uh, is with my friend Ian Ager, friend of the show, we did a little Google Hangout thing and recorded that, and the quality came out pretty good. I'm still fine tuning it on my end, so. Uh, if you are wondering if the Patreon's going to always sound like that, it's not gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be better. But it's also fine. Like it's totally listenable. So don't worry. Why am I? Why am I selling this so poorly? Like, oh my god! I swear the rest of this episode is really good. You should give me money. <laughs> uh, before we get to that, I'll just say uh, my media recommendation for this Tuesday is uh, last night I watched Onward the new Disney Pixar film on Disney plus. I think you can also rent it on like Amazon and PlayStation store and shit like that. Uh, didn't know much about it going in, except there was some uh, heavy father stuff in it. And yeah, there is. And it's incredible. It's a really, really good movie. Uh, if I recommend it highly, I'm not going to say much about it cause it's really interesting, but it's the two things that I didn't expect from it was that they would nail my immediate family dynamic perfectly. Like, Younger brother, older brother, mom, dead dad, uh, new boyfriend. <laughs> They've nailed all of that completely. Uh, but it's also, I didn't know how much uh, D&D shit was in it. It's very D&D inspired, even going as far as to reference gelatinous cubes and uh, manticores and whatnot. Uh, it's really fun. And if you're into that nerdy shit, like, you know, most of most people are these days, I feel like to some extent, uh, you're, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, check it out if you had Disney Plus or rent it. It's fun for the kids. It'll make adults cry. And uh, it made me cry a whole bunch. So, you know, and I'm like a big tough alpha male. You know that about me. So, yeah, we're going to go to a quick break here. I think we're going to hear an ad maybe submitted from uh, a friend of mine. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so there should be an ad coming up. And then after the break, uh, you'll get to listen to my little convo with Ian Ager. Uh, and again, um, the Bleak Review Patreon. Yeah, it's a thing now. Uh, I'll probably link to it in the description of this or on my social medias at KB Anderson Yo, at Bleak Pod, all that stuff. But it should just be uh, patreon.com slash bleak and review. And we'll be putting out bonus episodes on there, maybe some sneak peeks at the creation of the album I'm working on, fan interaction stuff, fan. See, that's, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Fuck it. We're not going to go to break yet. This is gonna be a longer episode. <laughs> I like got mad at myself for saying fan interaction because the idea that I made this Patreon was so like my, my mind can't wrap my head around like, Oh, I'm asking for money for this thing that I've been doing for years. I have such a weird, so like block in my brain about that kind of stuff. And maybe some people can relate. It's I don't know. I think it's a self-confidence thing or it's just like a, like, well, 
I don't know. I mean, why? But I, I pay for, I support things on Patreon that I don't listen to every week. Like it's five bucks a month or whatever. I'm just like, no, that's fine. People don't mind doing that shit. You do it. But I'm like, no, I, I, I'm not deserving of $5 a month. The shit that I do, that is just deep seated fucking shame. Like, I don't know where it comes from, but that is a thing I've been, that's probably why it took me so goddamn long to do this Patreon thing. Cause I've been wanting to do it forever, but I kept convincing myself that, uh, it, I'm not worth it or I, don't, I, so fuck all that shit. Uh, go check it out. There's gonna be some fun stuff on here coming up. Uh, and you know, we can, uh, we can, we can work together to make a lot of fun content happen. Bleak interview will return after this break. Enjoy it. <laughs> Hey, Michael. Hey, Darlene. Thanks for inviting me. I even brought my own uh, mix CD. You can fuck to it. Oh, but it won't just be you and me. What do you mean? It's going to be you, me, and 12 of my hottest, most naked friends. <laughs> this is an orgy, baby. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. I got something that's perfect. Everybody likes the Beatles, and most people like sex in large groups. Introducing new Beatles songs for orgies. I'm feeling the cracks that ran through the door and kept my mind from wondering where it will go. This six or nine nice. song compilation will be everything you need to get hot, horny, up, down, left, right, center, and slam in. For the benefit of Mr. Kite, there will be a show tonight on trampoline. The Hendersons will all be there, later Pablo Bank is there, what a scene. With hit after hit like this in no time, you'll be hitting that ass or getting yours hit. We've scoured every Beatles song made or unmade throughout the history of human and animal kind to find every single song that could conceivably be about a large group of people fucking around each other. She's not a girl who misses much. Shot the velvet hand like a lizard on a window pane. The man in the crowd with the multicolored mirrors on his hobnail boots. Lying with his eyes while his hands are busy working overtime. A soap impression of his wife, which he ate and donated to the National Trust.
Songs for orgies. Next time you're having an orgy, you know the music to cover up the sound of a lot of skin slapping together. Beatles songs for orgies. Because when we fuck, we want everybody to come together. Right now. Beatles music for orgies now available at KB Toys and other fine retailers. Uh, so people are just watching me draw. I, I guess I've decided this is a whale. I'm drawing some kind of a whale uh, <laughs> in MS Paint, so people can enjoy that. Oh, is it because it's a? Uh... <laughs> so you're like you're like live streaming right now while you're while you're drawing a whale. I am live streaming while I draw a whale. It's MS Paint, and I'm not an artist. Not <laughs> not like this anyway. Uh, MS Paint is the dopest though. It's pretty good. This whale is atrocious. <laughs> well, you're going to have to send me a picture of the whale uh, for the podcast because I'm going to post it on the I, Patreon. <laughs> I am taking a picture of it now. It is hideous. <laughs> Don't worry. It's going to be I'm, – I'm looking for new things to use as cover photos for the quarantine quickies. So I figure why not Ian's terrible whale? Sure. You can also just – like I'm going to send this to you in the video format. So you'll you should be getting the entire video of this. Oh bless! Yes, that'll be bonus. So you can you can just screen cap the whale and everything. I don't know why I took a picture with my stupid phone on my desk, but I did, and we're here now. So <laughs> hey, you know what? That's good Patreon content. Did you know that you can get uh, if you spend five dollars a month on the Bleak Interview Patreon, you can get a video of Ian drawing a whale and talking. <laughs> if you are a premium subscriber to Bleak and Review, I am so sorry <laughs> that this is your, your first premium content. I really should have planned this better. That's okay. This is free also. So they're not getting, they, they won't be getting charged until May 1st. So it's all right. This is all, this is all the trial run. It's okay. The whale's gone. It won't be here ever again. Um, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, do something else dog lightning doesn't strike twice <laughs> exactly no this is this is this is like improv uh the beauties i create here will never be seen again zip zap zop zip zap zop all right uh bleak and review we have returned from whatever you just heard this is being recorded out of order it's gonna be fine i remain kevin anderson here with my first uh, uh, virtual guest uh, on the Quarantine Quickies. Is that safe to say? Am I? Am I the first, Kevin? Oh, uh, boy. Well, hello, I everyone. So. <laughs> I mean, I recorded one with Brian Cox over Skype when I was in North Carolina, but that wasn't that was when our country was still together and, and holding fast. I mean, my my worry about this is that the country's still going to be there when all is said and done and this this episode won't actually have changed anything we'll just you know people will have died but apparently <laughs> apparently not enough of the right people for us to really change the way we fucking do things yeah it's like if this if this podcast is still going after the thing then obviously we, we failed <laughs> The right people didn't die. No, I know what you mean. Ian Ager is here, by the way. Everybody. Hi, yeah, sorry. Ian Ager, uh, Ian Ager that is me. Um... 
Well, I know what you mean, though. You mean like like the people who would need to die from the virus would be people that uh, are the reason that we were not prepared for this virus in the first place. Um, kind of. So as as we're recording this right now, uh, the story of the day is that Boris Johnson, who uh, I, I want to state for the record, is a cunt. Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson uh, has just gone into intensive care dealing with the, the coronavirus. Yeah, he was diagnosed like 10 days ago, right? And then he just went into the hospital today. Yeah, he tested positive like 10 days ago and was hospitalized yesterday. And then today, the story is he's going into intensive care. Um, yeah, I saw I saw some retweets uh, regarding that with uh, headlines such as, uh, well, sometimes God gets something right. Uh, <laughs> occasionally. Uh, Boris most recently got dunked on for suggesting the herd immunity idea for this virus where you just like willingly infect people and apparently that makes us all okay because that's how that's how we do it (laughs) i can't imagine a less uh i don't know is it it more like is the idea supposed to be i i literally don't know anything about this is this like is the idea supposed to be well if we're all sick no one's sick um, no, so I, I want to stress, uh, before I get deep into this, I am not <laughs> an epidemiologist, I'm not a virologist, uh, I, I am oh, a medi- I'm a medical professional in that I, I'm an EMT only. Right, um, Longtime fans of the, the podcast will have heard about your, uh, your Agro Valley surfer ambulance stories. Uh-huh, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm not... I'm not a medical expert by any means, but generally the way that you do virus response is if it's a brand new virus, you got to do a whole bunch of tests and you got to sequence the virus and you got to like trial vaccines. Um, So far we've done that with COVID-19 the fastest we've ever done that. Like we got, we got the virus sequenced and a, a human trial started within like 62 days, which is unprecedentedly fast. Usually it takes, over a year um so we're already going like blisteringly fast but the whole herd immunity concept only really applies once that vaccine is developed uh because you know when when the bubonic plague went around they didn't just give everybody the plague and that saved people what happened was (laughs) what happened was they gave everybody the plague and everybody died they yeah. all they all died. Uh, the point of the vaccine is the vaccine is uh, you introduce the virus to uh, an unsick person in a, like a very weakened state. So it's like sometimes even just pieces of the virus, like just viral proteins. So the body has a chance to like look at it and be like, yeah, that looks like nasty shit. How do we fuck it up? Let's let's, <laughs> let's start building those virus guns. It's, yeah, get the get the armory all 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 set up and and uh, stocked, locked, stocked, and loaded. Right. The the virus is like rolling into town with like a werewolf pelt and being like, this <laughs> thing will fuck you up. Yeah. And the villagers uh, are like, okay, so what do we do? And it's like, well, silver kills it. See how easy this silver knife like cuts through the skin? Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna get silver. We're gonna melt down all our candelabrums. And uh... <laughs> but the problem is, there's not a lot. We don't have enough hospitals with silver uh, wards in them. So what we're gonna do is 
we're going to uh, we're going to put all the werewolves out, make them go to a rave, and then, <laughs> and then, the, and then uh, be it'll be a big silver party. It'll be great. Well, the pr- the problem is that the Lord Mayor uh, didn't enact the Werewolf Production Act swiftly enough. Right. So you know the blacksmiths could have been like taking all of the silver and melting it down months ago. If the, yeah, Lord I mean, but Mayor, were... if the Lord Mayor had gotten that then. But the Lord Mayor was like, no, 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 that silver needs to go to, like, candelabrums. We can't have the candelabrum <laughs> industry tanking. We have to and prop and, them and up. We're pretty, we're pretty sure werewolves don't even exist in the first place. So, I mean, that seems like lore to me. Like, Yeah, know, no, that, that's, that's, that seems like lore. Uh, I, I, I think these tales of werewolves are exaggerated. I think it's nothing but a common case of feral hounds. <laughs> a common case of okay well we found the episode title a common it's a, case of feral hounds it's a common uh, case it's a common case of feral hounds uh, <laughs> you know we get them it's a seasonal affectation you know the 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 ones that survive from the previous year they they rut and they have litters and those litters grow up and every winter we have a plague of feral hounds so uh <laughs> as as long as you take the normal steps to uh, protect yourself from the feral hounds, the werewolves will not kill you. But I, I also understand that vaccinations cause werewolves. Is that true? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just got so upset. <laughs> oh, I haven't even been drawing an MS Paint like while we're explaining this whole werewolf thing. So let's let's oh, start no, no. let's start yeah, drawing. Get back in there. Get back in there. Start drawing the like a. Subscribers. A werewolf thing. Oh, oh, this is more of like a some kind of feather crocodile at this point. But uh... ooh, I like that. Now, Ian, while you're drawing a feather crocodile, uh, you're probably the only person I've seen aside from my roommate in the whole time that I've been quarantined, uh, and my neighbors and whatnot. Because you brought me celery. I did. I did bring you celery. Uh, that was a weird day. That was a weird day. I wasn't sure. That was a weird day on my end for other reasons. But what was what was going on with you that day? <laughs> Um, I mean, so I, I went I went out shopping. Um, this was on what, like March 29th? It was about a week and a half, two weeks yeah. ago, I think. Week. It was yeah. I think it was maybe last Monday. Yeah. It was maybe it was maybe last Monday. A week a week to the day. But again, uh, everything right now feels like it's just sort of rendering at half the frames per second it usually does it just it seems like life is buffering so you're forgiven for thinking that it's only like uh a week or something yeah i mean i was at ralph's today and i'll say that uh they didn't even load the sprites or any of the the graphics for anything in the toiletries aisle i'll say that that shit uh (laughs) that this is this is like that when they released that wolverine movie pre-cgi oh you hate you hate you hate to see it it's still happening. It's still happening. This this werewolf needs a little button nose, so we're gonna do that. <laughs> uh, so, so you went out. You went out shopping that day. Uh, I believe you were at Bevmo, perhaps. I I had gone. Well, first I went to Ralph's, uh, and the if you want to support local small business, that's just a giant grocery chain. Uh, the Ralphs, <laughs> the Ralphs in the Valley, uh, Coldwater and Magnolia is the one that I usually go to. Um, and I had seen, I had seen through like friends stories and posts and whatnot that they had been like metering entry to grocery stores. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so like if you, if you go, you have to like line up six feet apart from people outside the store, uh, was not happening there. 
Yeah, I saw that happen once at the one on Victory and Buena Vista. Uh, I talked about it a few weeks ago on the podcast. But yeah, they were doing that. They were saying only 25 people in the store every 10 minutes. And then I just went today and that none of that's happening <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They gave up on that. That's uh, It wasn't happening. I did get to watch um, like – and I went shopping and they, they had pretty much everything that I needed um, – it's interesting how people's like grocery shopping habits change in in this this time of yeah ongoing health crisis because uh, they had most of everything they had tons of like fresh produce so I was able to get greens I was able to get fruit um, they didn't have all like it's weird what people will buy up first uh, they had tons of bread like the the bakery section was fully oh, stocked yeah. you could get loaves on loaves on loaves you know what they were out of was all of the low carb diet bread <laughs> like the the sandwich thins and the stuff that you're lying to yourself by eating yeah, yeah yeah they they run out of that and uh and a lot of uh soups and stews uh-huh <laughs> yeah the freezer section is completely closed uh like it's it's completely empty good luck getting uh fish nuggets or ice cream or whatever oh uh, yeah mad's very slim pickings in that area it's absurd to me just like i guess i guess i sort of always knew this but like fucking nobody knows how to cook anymore <laughs> uh, yeah it's all i people, mean people are all just like doing stuff from the from the frozen section i mean yeah I, I i you can see me on the video raising my hand that's who i am uh, <laughs> i can uh i have a a few a few a few tricks up my sleeve every once in a while when i'm feeling dangerous but most of the time i'm either ordering takeout or making things that require three steps from a box or a bag <laughs> oh this is this is going poorly i'm trying to add fur texture to the, the <laughs> to the werewolf, uh, and so far it's uh, very pubescent. Ooh, it's, well, it's, it's a very scrotal wolf, and I'm I'm sorry for the viewers. Ooh, the scrotal wolf, dude, the scrotal wolf. But um, anyway, I was I was doing I was doing my shopping. I I texted you. I texted some other people to to get them some stuff because some people just haven't been able to leave the house, and I get that. Yeah. Um. So I, I picked up shopping for a couple people, uh, yourself included. Um, oh. And again, like, it's weird. Like, they had, like, you if you needed tortillas, you could get all the tortillas you wanted. If you wanted, like, carb-savvy tortillas, you couldn't right. get those. It's like the weird, like, the diet bread and, like most of the sort of like health conscious stuff and the frozen section were all picked over. Uh, yeah. and then I lean did, cuisines and whatnot. I did watch someone have like a full on freak out at the, like the, the hot bar deli counter. Oh yeah. That's a good place to do it. Oh, it's a, it's a great <laughs> place to do it. Especially, uh, the people who have been just slammed working since seven in the morning. Yeah. Because it was it was about two in the afternoon when I went, so that's like towards the end of their shift. <laughs> yeah, um, Jesus Christ! What uh, what was the what form did this freakout take? I I cannot even tell you all the specifics because it was it was the weirdest mix of like yelling and whispering at the same time. Because it was like, <laughs> you ever you ever see a fight where like both people really don't want to cause a scene, but they're yeah. going to anyway? It was one of those. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. It was this woman wanted a thing 
that the deli did not have. Right. Uh, and that the deli employee was adamant had never carried. It was like... A, <laughs> okay, that adds a layer to it. It was, it was like some, some specific chicken thing that she was like, I know you guys do this. And he's like, no, we don't do this, man. You're not going to fucking gaslight me at the deli counter. <laughs> uh, this this poor man uh, walked out from behind the deli counter to, like, the, the manager phone at the front of the store, like, three times. Oh, Jesus. To call and, like tell his manager the specifics and then eventually was just like hey i can't deal with this i'm i'm clocking out i'm going home right yeah i mean i feel like that's that's just like we're all living heightened versions of whatever we were before the pandemic so that person who's causing that scene was probably already pretty rude to customer service in the first place and now it's just fucking way amplified by everything yeah 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 that's wild uh... uh go ahead i'm sorry I mean, I was, I was just going to say like the, I mean, this, this whole, it's ultimately we're all being forced to live with ourselves more. So whatever, whatever version of yourself you are, you're, you're going to become more of that. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Or if you hate yourself, you're going to fix on that. I, I know, I know a lot of. I know a lot of friends right now that are that are going through some form of that of like raise his hand again over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 I think I got I got a lucky head start though because of the unemployment thing before this happened, like where I was already kind of like uh, spending a lot of my time inside and not like you know I was going out like at night and stuff, but most of the day I wasn't at work because I've been unemployed and severance checks. So I'm like I got a head start on like. I mean, it still sucks, but it's like I got a head start on like I got to dip my toes in and get used to the water before I had to get fucking plunged in. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I if you remember, I was dealing with uh, like a really nasty bout of the flu That's that, true, I, yeah. that I got in like February uh, and that that basically took an entire month from me. <laughs> and I don't get that back. And then it's like, oh, now everyone's sick. You're like a, you're like an illness hipster. You're like, oh, I was sick before it was a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, when when you already sort of feel like your life has been on pause for a minute, it's it's not like it's because it was it was we were just about ready to like, okay, so like we're we're over with that. Let's let's get back out there and get back into the world. And the world's like, no, no, no stay inside. Don't go out. <laughs> Oh yeah, you had your small batch influenza, and now fucking Miller's come and bought the company and turned it into just bland. <laughs> I mean, so I'll 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 say this: I I keep thinking like, you know, did I did I get Corona early? Because I I took a trip, uh, down. I took it not down. <laughs> I took a trip to to Germany and the UK, and basically right. from like day two. In Germany, I was sick with some kind of upper respiratory thing. Did I have all the coronavirus symptoms? No, but I, right. I had enough, like, cold and flu-like things uh, that, like, could have been, because I was sick with that for about a month. Yeah, I had a similar thing. I think towards, at like, the beginning of February, I was, uh, maybe, like, the, I think it was the beginning of February, I got a super bad fever and, like, like was, like, down for, like, four days. And it was literally right when, like, we started hearing, like, any kind of, like, hey, you know, this might be a thing to pay attention to. It's happening in China. It could come here. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, I wasn't really paying attention to it too much. But I was like, 
now that I know, I had some of the symptoms too. I was like, what did I, am I an early adopter? I don't know, but I, I don't really know the, again, not an epidemiologist, so I can't, uh, uh, I can't weigh in on that. Yeah. You know, um, we don't, we don't really know. I mean, I, I did hear something about like the, the first, the first confirmed case was like spread by some, someone who was asymptomatic to someone in Germany. So right. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't know. Like I, that's, that's one of the things, I mean, I think about a lot of things when I can't get to sleep at night now, but oh, yeah. uh, it's one of those things is like, shit, did I have Corona? Was it, was that, <laughs> was that the thing? Does it match up? Does it sync up? Uh, who knows? It's I like don't... trying to figure out if you got pregnant and you were on your period or not. Uh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I tell you what, though, I am mad that they can they can spare a coronavirus test for the tiger at the zoo. Oh yeah, that's wild. I think it's just more Netflix hype trying to get me to watch fucking Tiger King, which I'm not gonna do. But I think they're just trying to package it in with that to get everyone watching it. You know, I yeah no, I feel like I'm one of the last holdouts of my friends who has not watched that show. Also, the the amount of posting I've seen about Tiger King, I feel like I've seen the show already. I feel yeah, like, I mean, I feel like I <laughs> yeah. don't. I feel like I don't need to do anything. Yeah, like, I'm not a fan of true crime in general, and then like I've seen all the posts, and I watched the trailer on Netflix just because autoplay, and I was like, all right, I think I get what this is. Uh, that guy looks weird, and there's uh, probably some mystery. I'm gonna watch Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... Which, by the way, fucking slaps. I watched uh, the first one the other night uh, just on a whim because I watched The Godfather, and then I was like, okay, how do I even this out? I'm gonna watch Austin Powers. And then uh, it's surprisingly really funny and anti-capitalist and uh, has good writing in it and shit. Okay. I, I just that's my recommendation. Uh, speaking of which, uh, what are you uh, what are you doing to keep your mind off of the dread and horror of life? Uh, oh in your man. Quarantine? Um, I I am actually very well prepared for this as I draw some kind of uh, <laughs> tiger face with a crown over it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tiger king baby it's the tiger he's the king of the tigers and <laughs> you will be so excited when you see this it's atrocious Very uh, <laughs> this art is trash that's all right i mean you know what it's it's five bucks a month you know it's all right i uh so we i it's been it's been very important for me to just sort of set myself a routine i'm not saying you have to be one of these like get out of bed at 8 a.m every day people right. i i aspire to be that i am rarely out of bed before uh 10 in the morning these days it's just... yeah 100 percent. yeah 10 a good day for me <laughs> yeah um but basically i i have a bullet journal that i keep and i i use that to sort of track the tasks that i want to accomplish daily and do i get everything done no but i do try and accomplish like the same meaningful tasks uh in roughly the same order day by day so uh lately i've been making myself go and like not run but make myself get up and move around i i set myself a goal so i'm walking 10,000 steps a day i'm uh i'm making sure i write every day um the first part of that is just journaling uh to you know get get more comfortable just putting your your thoughts on the page um cuz yeah you, know, you don't have to be supremely productive it is it is a bleak time and thousands of people have died already so it's okay to process that how you want 
Um, totally. I'm not. I'm not saying like the whole King Lear thing. You don't have. To, <laughs> you don't. You don't have to do that. Like, uh, first off, King Lear wasn't even his best play, anyhow. Ooh, um, let's get. Finally, we're gonna drag Shakespeare. Let's do it. <laughs> King King Lear in in the Shakespearean canon. King Lear is not quite complete trash, but King Lear is not the best of his tragedies. Uh, are, Hamlet, uh, Hamlet, it is not. A Hamlet, it is not. Um, I mean, I I am a, a hardcore Macbeth stan. I, yeah. I I I turn up for the Scottish play. I really do. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I it's important to me to at least get some work done. Uh, and I'll tell you this, oh, like, the first day I, I sat down to, like, write jokes during this time, I made myself write the usual amount of jokes that I write, like my, my ten jokes a day or whatever, and I fucking hated it. I would, <laughs> yep. I would rather have pulled my fingernails off with pliers one by one oh, for 20 minutes. 100%. I feel like I've actually been kind of... I've seen a few people echo this sentiment on uh, online also, but like, like not even thinking about stand-up right now, like I'm not doing any virtual shows or mics, like it's been fucking great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, some... like I could kind of put my brain in other areas and exactly. like figure out more stuff that I want to do, like like this shit that I'm doing and like the, the hip-hop stuff that I'm doing, like it's, it's like, oh, cool, like I kind of am doing a whole cognitive reset on like creative goals right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people, I mean, some people are taking very much to the, the virtual open mics um, I, I think those are a, a good thing to do if you want to do that. Uh, for, for me, it's not the same as standup. I already wasn't really doing much standup anyway. Um, yeah. and I think it's, I think it's a different art form. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been putting my, I've been doing s- some stuff like, with live streaming, but like, I, I got a Twitch channel. I'm not, I'm not joining a zoom meeting with other comedians to talk, right. to talk jokes to other, other comedians. Um, yeah, it's like, as long as you're able to interact with people, like if that's what works for some, then I'm totally here for that. But like, yeah, I feel that that way too. That's not the, that's not what I'm, I, the thing I'm not missing the most from my social life outside of my house is open mics. That's oh, not for sure. <laughs> I'm for not sure. missing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm deciding what shapes to use for the tiger's ears. <laughs> this is gonna be a masterpiece. I can't wait. Maybe it's the new logo for the uh, the quarantine quickies. Who knows? Beautiful. <laughs> Maybe he's got he's got like these little like pink triangles for ears. That's fine. Put a hammer and sickle on his chest too. Oh, you want a hammer and a sickle? <laughs> yeah dude We're, <laughs> I I mean, do it. right right now i'm just working on the crown and it's just going to be a series of gold triangles <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness uh well before we uh before we leave here because we're about the half half hour mark about uh what is uh, a thing that you're watching or playing right now that you want to recommend to other people a big thing i've been doing with these quarantine cookies is recommending media because everyone's doing a lot of that so like what's something that you're really into right now that you want people to uh to fuck around with Ooh, um let's see i i've been playing uh, a bunch of different things um i was already playing this game before i before i started uh my my quarantine adventures um i've been playing a bunch of assassin's creed odyssey if you like ancient greece 
play that game. If you don't like Ancient Greece, don't bother. It's it's, <laughs> it's a big open world Ubisoft game, and that world happens to be full of like little like classical antiquity notes, which I enjoy. But the 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 game itself yeah. is is very repetitive. You uh um, you like the history of it mostly. Is that fair? Is that safe to say that you enjoy that is the a, history of it? That is a that is a fair assessment. I enjoy like the look at history. Um, totally. But as far as like actual actual other like content, I've been using this time a lot to get through my my Netflix queue because uh, yeah. one one thing that I am an absolutely terrible comedian about is watching other comedians stand up specials. hundred percent. I had a thing. I, I had a thing after I after I moved out here, uh, like for years. I did not watch stand up specials because I was like, well, you know, you're you're the average of the the five people you hang out with, and the average of the five comics you watch the most. And I right. I don't I don't want like influences to rub off on me and like affect my work. And I'm like, that's it's gonna fucking happen, dude. Yeah, you are your influences. You're just your version of that. You know, so you're an amalgamation you... of all the influences that you right. have. Right. No one no one can pretend that they're a complete auteur like there are no fully original thoughts or ways of doing things yeah simpsons did it etc <laughs> right 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 um so i i have a big old backlog of stuff that i've been going through um you know some some of it is like my my classical influences uh like dimitri martin's one of the guys that got me into stand up he's totally. got he's got some good stuff on netflix um I really liked uh, Homecoming King. I just gave that a watch. Uh, no, I haven't seen that yet. That's Hassan Minaj's uh, hour special. Yeah, I think I've seen it uh, advertised, but I haven't watched his shit yet. It's real good. Um, it's nice. real. It's real good because they do like a multimedia thing with it. Like he's got screens in the background with like graphics and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Um, so it's more than just a stand-up show. Um, in like both visually and just in terms of like tone, because uh, one thing that he does really well is he like has these like pivot moments where he'll go from like cracking jokes about uh, growing up as a, a kid in America, as an Indian kid in America, and then he'll also like pivot and talk about like no like it's seriously fucked up this is what happens this is our our experience growing up as a muslim in this country and it's terrible um and it's it's a great like story there's some good jokes uh but it's really rare that a comedy special like makes you feel things oh yeah 100 percent. this is one that does that really well I watched, uh, I, re- I mean, rewatched, but I watched uh, Patton Oswalt's Annihilation the other day, uh, which is the special he put out after his wife died. And there is such a, like, moment in there where he doesn't, he, like, is just deadly honest and serious for, like, an uninterrupted, like, five minutes. And it's some of the most hard-hitting fucking art ever. <laughs> so yeah, I totally yeah, yeah. know what, you, what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I definitely recommend people check that out and check out Hassan Minaj. And check out, uh, if you haven't, uh, Nate Bargatze's Tennessee Kid uh, is really fucking good, too. Uh, he's just, I don't know, he's one of the, my favorite, like, deadpan guys right now. I can't really, I, usually is not my style, but, like, he's, mm-hmm. he gets he gets it for me <laughs> uh cool so um ian thank you so much for being on the show today thank you for having me and tolerating my uh my paint drawings i oh, I, I, can't, ho- I cannot wait to see it <laughs> I, ho- I hope everyone enjoys this uh sweet tiger 
Absolutely. And uh, people uh, can follow you on social media and on Twitch, right? Yeah. So uh, my my Twitter and Instagram are both uh, at Ian Ager. That's I-A-N-A-G-E-R. Uh, my Twitch channel is just uh, Twitch TV slash Watch with Ian. Uh, we are currently doing Assassin's Creed. We're finishing up some side quests on some islands. Probably going to tackle the, the rest of the main quest and finish that out this week. And then the hope for next week is to be doing some Doom Eternal, maybe. Ooh, that's something that's on my list, too. I, I really want to uh, get that out. The last Doom was so good that I'm very excited to see how this one plays. I, I played I played through Doom 2016 twice, uh, and I, I've been hearing real good things about Doom Eternal. I ordered a physical copy in the effort to save oh, right. I ordered a physical copy because uh, they were selling it for $10 less than the the actual thing like on on release day so it was like yeah sure i'll save 10 bucks on a brand new game yeah and uh then then the virus happened and i i guess the truck crashed and burned in the mountains somewhere <laughs> uh yeah. so they they have refunded my purchase and i will be using that money to buy a digital copy I like the idea of someone driving a truck and they're like, the virus! And they try to swerve out of the way of it and just crash the truck. <laughs> just crash, they just crash the truck and all 10,000 copies of a video game just go up in flames. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, Ian, again, thank you so much uh, for, for breaking off this Patreon shit with me. Uh, uh, stay safe out there, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some stuff. <laughs> absolutely uh stay cool, safe cool. stay healthy wash your hands people yes wash your hands for the entire length of your favorite commercial jingle all, all right, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right we Bye. got it